Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. UC San Diego Park and Market is now open. The four-story campus takes up a full city block in downtown San Diego, just steps away from the blue trolley line. It aims to be a hub for civic engagement, learning, and collaboration. Mary Walshock is the Associate Vice Chancellor of Public Programs at UC San Diego. Andrew Waltz is the Director of Arts Management at Park and Market. Welcome to you both and congrats on the grand opening. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Mary, let's start with you. You have worked on this project a long time. I know, you know, it's been in the making. Tell me, tell me about it. I've heard it described as more than a building. How so? Well, I think what is unique is the moment in time we find ourselves, Christy, right? Think about California, our diverse population and no majority population in the state anymore. Incredible social and economic diversity. And that impacts the university, both in terms of who its students are, but also in terms of the value or the significance of the research and teaching that it does. A second thing that I think has happened, and this was after we decided to locate here, because we were very much motivated by being more integrated in the city and more a part of the diverse diversity of this region. But uh, with COVID, and recent economic developments, it's also clear that how we work as well as how we play and live is really being changed. And uh, as a research university, the impacts of science and technology on society, whether it's in health or communications, or again, how we work and play, all of these were churning, are churning in the society, but also churning on the campus. And when Pradeep Khosla came now almost 10 years ago, he wanted to implement a strategic plan. And one of the uh, two of the primary legs of that plan, which we represent, are one, to be more embedded and partnered with the university in its growing as a sustainable economy and an inclusive economy. And the second was the equity, diversity and inclusiveness. In other words, to be a place where regardless of your social or cultural background, you feel at home, that we, we're a part of your life. And so you combine those sorts of values, right? And externalities with the trolley and the chancellor Kosla was the first chancellor to welcome the trolley rather than to say, I'm not sure if we really want the trolley coming onto the UCSD campus. But suddenly you have a, a, a connection north of eight and south of eight that's never existed before. So it was out of those values and those changes in infrastructure that we started looking around downtown. And we found this fabulous, messy, empty lot full of gravel and you know fencing at the corner of Park and Market right next to a trolley stop. And so we decided to pursue it. And here we are now, six years later, we actually have a building here and a presence and a lot of tenants. And we're embarking on programs, which I'm sure Andrew will talk with you about. But we have a platform 
right, from which we can, as a research university, be a part of our city, both sharing our knowledge and wisdom, but also getting a lot from the city for our students and our faculty. Yeah, it sounds like the university has really risen to meet the moment in our changing mm -hmm. city and our changing nation. So now that we have all these people together in this downtown location, what do you hope to come of it? So Andrew, you wanna jump in? Yeah, uh, Mary, Christy, thank you very much. Uh, I think Mary summarized a lot of the great elements which helped uh, create the foundation for why this building is here. And I think uh, in a really quick summary, that's where the name comes from, UC San Diego Park and Market. Uh, and I think that name and that ampersand really stand for the intersectionality of what this building is here for and how these programs will um, coalesce in a way that's innovative for the, for the community. Just in this past uh, weekend, we hosted our grand opening for the, for the building, for the community to come out and see the space. When guests come out here, they'll see a 58-seat movie theater, uh, a black box, Guggenheim uh, Performing Arts Theater, um, an outdoor amphitheater, a number of classrooms and dance studios, and, so, and, and more. And so we're just within all that, uh, we were able to host uh, some amazing lectures so during our opening weekend, there were six TED Talk-like uh, guest speakers speaking from the heart in a way that was pulling heartstrings, but also informing and educating folks, um, it, again, in a methodology of sharing different cross uh, topics that uh, at the Q&A, guests could kind of uh, hear from different walks of life um, and, and share those ideas. We also had an amazing conversation with Jean Guerrero, who's, an, who's just a, an amazing uh, journalist and worked with the LA Times uh, and cross-border relationships and dynamics. And again, it, in, a, in a venue that was accessible where folks could just walk in, um, jump off the trolley in a way that fit their lifestyle um, and what was going on in their life so they could still um, be downtown, go to the Padres, go home, you know, taking the, the uh, UC San Diego Blue Line. And so it just really connects with what's already going on in your life. And it's not disruptive, but it's a way to kind of add um, some culture, but then, or add, add more opportunity in these inter intersectionality of, of these programs. Uh, and then on Saturday, we also had a, a really fun family open house day where we used the amphitheater with uh, not just one performing arts group, but we had a variety of groups performing throughout a short period of time. So allowing families with young kids to see and experience different art forms from really across the globe. There was um, Brazilian music. Um, uh, uh, there were um, Latin American performers, uh, line dancers, parade type of programming. There was uh, food from different different vendors uh, across uh, San Diego's kind of unique food scene. Um, and then hands-on art making for again, young families and, um, and, and small intimate kind of uh, conversations with educators from within the UC San Diego system. So really an experience where families could be wowed with food and culture, but also uh, learn a little bit more about how to take their education and opportunities to the next level. So it was interesting to see a little bit something for everybody at for every age range. 
Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, do you see park and market as being just as much for the general public as for students or businesses that are housed there? Maybe I can jump in on that one, Andrew, because I think um, it's it. I think UCSD's goal is not to talk about who's in the UCSD family and who's not. It's to build uh, among a broad general pro- uh, public a sense of connection to and engagement with UCSD. And that might be a little idealistic. Andrew, you might say it differently, but I don't think we see it as a platform for doing public programs in the traditional sense. In fact, the chancellor in his ribbon-cutting remarks, as Andrew will remember, talked about this is an opportunity to engage and connect with the public in a way that will benefit the community, but also in a way that will benefit the teaching and research programs of the university. So so it's almost like it's a a platform for conversation and integration and connection as opposed to public programs from the university, if that makes sense, Christy. Yeah, is there anything else um, like this out there? Was this modeled on something or is this pretty groundbreaking? And I think, and Andrew, if you don't mind, I will mention that on the fourth floor of the building, and we are a full city block, where Andrew and I are sitting right now as we talk with you, are uh, a sort of beehive of small offices and small meeting rooms and conference rooms that are already fully uh, claimed, people are moving in, by a wide array of campus departments like Urban Studies, U.S. Mexico Studies Center, Public Health, the Design Lab, the Qualcomm Institute, as well as the Economic Development Corporation and Connect and the Black Chamber and the Burnham Center for Community Advancement, Workforce Partnership, um, NCRC, and and they're all co-located on the fourth floor with lots of student carols where, you know, students can come down with their computers or work out of this building, as well as these small private offices where faculty can interact. And, uh, but we're all on the same floor. We share the same elevator, the same coffee maker, the same lounge, the same restrooms. And so, you know, that idea that the chancellor talked about integrating and connecting can happen on a day-to-day basis in the building. And I think Andrew can comment on our approach to programming in terms of arts and culture and lectures, because we're trying to honor that same principle of integrated programming. Yeah, I think I think that I would completely agree with Mary's, Mary's kind of uh, overview of that. And when I think you, Christy, you asked a little bit earlier, what will we come to see when, when a guest um, interacts with this building. And I I really think there's going to be a sense of awe and surprise in that any day of the week or time of day that you come down here, there will be different kinds of programming uh, presented or hosted by different organizations. And there certainly will be, you know, quote unquote, signature uh, creative or cultural programs that UC San Diego Park and Market produces. 
there will also be a, a, a wide variety of things that the some of the many groups that Mary just mentioned will be hosting their own symposiums, lectures, um, conferences, or classes. And so while you might start to learn the destination has amazing programming, there are going to be truly just such a wide variety of hosting or presenting organizations uh, showcasing their work here. So while there should be quite a bit in the performing arts field from music, dance, theater, um, cinema, there will also be quite a bit that come from an educational background uh, and even in a third category, probably some commercial created production. So some maybe more higher end productions that are from other community groups. So I think you'll see a really interesting mix. Uh, again, it'll be something that surprises and uh, delights guests year round in, in all kinds of ways. Can you talk more about the binational element of this project? You know, how are you collaborating with partners in Mexico? Well, I'll, I'll talk about uh, the teaching and, and uh, research programs. And maybe Andrew can share with you where we're headed in terms of arts and culture already. <laughs> but um, I think it's, it's terribly significant that one of the, we have two partners on this fourth floor, which is where the research and teaching offices are. Uh, one is the US-Mexico Studies Center at UCSD that has a very strong cross-border agenda and offers courses that welcome students from Tijuana as well as from UCSD. So we expect some actual undergraduate courses and graduate dissertations to be done out of this building because of our proximity. But also not everyone knows that there's a, a, a wonderful, it's a private university called CETYS, C-E-T-Y-S, strong in engineering and business uh, that is accredited by the same accreditation organization that accredits Stanford, UC San Diego and San Diego State University. And so the opportunity for student exchanges and faculty exchanges with them, they've taken an office here. So many of their alumni are working in San Diego tech companies and businesses. And so many of the firms that the Economic Development Corporation you know, uh, works with are hiring and doing business in the cross-border region, that there are a lot of uh, synergies. The only other thing I would say before punting to Andrew is I, uh, that those who care about building ties in the cross-border region know that it can't just be an economic argument. It also is, um, uh, it can, it, it's going to happen as we begin to trust and know and respect one another. And a lot of that happens through arts and culture. And with that, I'm gonna to punt to Andrew because <clears throat> he can describe some of the things we're doing. So with the space being so flexible for types of programming, uh, I think one of the key elements is that you'll see different types of programs uh, that, that highlight the amazing works happening in a cross-border region uh, and just some of the experiences just in this past weekend with the grand opening we saw rafael fernandez de castro uh, help interview uh gene guerrero who again we're talking about cross-border relationships uh, the issues affecting uh journalism uh and journalism professionals so that was a, an amazing uh creative conversation wherein the audience was in a, just a 
uh, intimate setting to be able to hear it from and ask questions to these two uh, really charismatic personalities. But we also have some great performative programs coming up and partnerships that we're working with. Groups like Camerata, mainly Mozart, uh, and there are groups from connected to the San Diego Opera who will be producing works uh, and using the, the space in a more performance-oriented kind of uh, capacity. So we'll activate the Black Box Theater. Uh, and Mary, I might have to ask you to jump in with with uh, right. I know what how much of some of this is public or not so I don't want to go too far you should break right. it here you're welcome to break it here <laughs> <laughs> well um, we have a, a series of uh, jazz and chamber music concerts under the rubric of music of the Americas yeah and I think what Andrew was describing is how we need venues that give voice right to composers and to artists who aren't always in the mainstream organizations. Mm -hmm. And so we're very deliberately curating musical programs. Andrew, uh, for example, uh, through Connections, he had uh, secured a wonderful exhibit, small exhibit of Tijuana painters uh, through a gallery in Tijuana. And within a week was able to hang a show so when you come into the building, you're going to see works by artists you might not see in galleries typically. And I also think on uh, uh, the uh, musical front, uh, what Andrew was saying about uh, performing arts groups like Nortec Ensemble, which is based in Tijuana, performing here, as well as, um, Gil Castellano's wonderful youth uh, jazz program and having a group here. So, so part of, I think what the two of us are sharing with you is it's through our programming, we demonstrate the diversity that is the region, right? Because we're giving voice to a lot of groups that might otherwise not have a performance space. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground here, but is there anything else to know, anything you'd like to add? And if people are interested in coming down and checking it out, what's the best way to go about that? Well, I think uh, we're on the trolley line, folks. So whether you live in National City or in University City, <laughs> we're accessible. It's the park and market trolley stop. We're also on the east-west bus line, right, Andrew? And I've been told that's the most traveled, you know, from the Bay uh, out well beyond the Diamond District. So I think we want to encourage people to drop in. We haven't said anything about the Digital Gin Cinema because they are an extraordinary resource. It used to be on El Cajon Boulevard. And they program a lot of international films and also have a leadership role in the Latin American Film Festival, but also in the Asian Film Festival annually. We're gonna be showing movies because their theater is now in this building from noon until 10 at night, seven days a week. And they even have a great snack bar with popcorn and soft drinks and hot dogs. <laughs> and so the building will be a place where if you walk in, you'll see some art on exhibit, you could go to a movie, you could pick up a snack, 
And uh, ideally down the road, Andrew is going to have a very rich portfolio of lectures and concerts and other things uh, that you'll be able to access through a good website and a newsletter. You, you may want to add, Andrew, but... Yeah, I wanted to make sure we said it. So we we are launching our new website, parkandmarket.ucsd.edu. So parkandmarket.ucsd.edu. We'll also be launching a new newsletter. So hopefully any of your audience um, wants to keep up to date. And so I'd encourage everybody to join the newsletter there on that website. Uh, and I'm also extremely proud of our team who's put together an amazing uh, social media platform. So anybody or channel. So anybody who's on Facebook or Instagram uh, and even LinkedIn can certainly like and follow those profile pages and will be probably the first to know of some of the, the new up, uh, upcoming events that we, we can launch soon. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, Mary, Andrew, thank you again for joining me. Big congratulations. It sounds like a wonderful space. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Christy. Christy, thank you so much.